Incoming transmission. Good morning, good morning. This is Tanuki Ranch, and just like you, I'm trying to unpack the enigma that is Altered State Machine. The goal of this recording is to help the community get caught up with everything ASM related. Just think of it as a quick, unofficial recap that you can listen to while making your coffee. Some AMA answers I'll read nearly verbatim so that I don't mix up the technical concepts. Other questions, I'll just provide a brief summary. For community brainstorms, we're just having fun speculating what might unfold in the future. These recordings are entirely for the community, so hit me up on Twitter or in the Discord and let me know what you'd like to hear next. I would strongly encourage you to check out any topics discussed in their entirety and head to the Discord server for the source material. That link can be found in the show notes. As a reminder, I'm simply relaying the questions and answers from a previous recording. This is in no way meant to be financial advice. Do your own research and don't make choices just because my summary or interpretation wasn't accurate. Are you ready? Suspend disbelief with me and try to keep up. Here we go. Isaac, aka Ice, played host to AMA 18, which took place on June 29th, 2022. Ice is clearly a man of the people as he set the tone for Alpha from David right off the bat. Ice was joined by Aaron, aka DGen Trader Girl, and David McDonald, who's been living off of microwave dinners for the past three weeks as Carmen has been on the road. Uh, she was attending NFT NYC and Consensus and some other events. The team kicked off the AMA with a general overview of Asto Energy and its use case. David said, Asto Energy is the math for Asto staking over time. You accumulate Asto Energy for participating in the genome mining and Asto staking process. That calculation gets updated regularly based off how much Asto you've staked and how long you've got it in there. Uh, they built the mechanic to enable us to supply assets to the market for adoption into use cases. 10,000 brains is definitely not enough, and they need facilities to prove uh, to provide more brains for use cases coming up. Some of those were already familiar with um, the likes of AFA. Um, they expect more than 10,000 brains needed for that game and the Muhammad Ali Next Legends game. Some upcoming collaborations that have been announced like Crypto Walkers, but there are some pending collabs that are coming as well. And uh, there have been recent deals signed for these things that have a lot of fans and will require a lot of assets for mass market adoption. David is conservatively estimating in the medium term that we're going to need about a million brains to the market to service the upcoming pipeline. And um, the way to do that is through Asto Energy. The way you accumulate Asto Energy is through the Cortex website. Um, you stake your Asto. If you have tokens from the Asto Discovery Auction, you don't need to do anything as those get a 10% boost at the moment for being a liquidity provider. There will be a multiplier on the back of that as well with the LBA liquidity tokens. You need to keep them in there for the full production cycle to get the Asto energy. Uh, the third way is through ongoing LP tokens. If you want to take advantage of the Asto energy boost, you can provide liquidity to the Uniswap, Uniswap Asto USDC LP pool. Aaron reiterated how uh, in demand they're expecting Asto energy to be in combination with everything that's been signed. They expect to need conservatively over 1 million brains in the short to midterm. The brain supply is controlled by the DAO. As holders of Asto, you have the option to stake it to earn Asto energy. And Asto energy is the way these million plus brains are going to be created. 
Aaron joined ICE in seeking Alpha from David, but alluded to it being something um, that they expect to see a significant demand soon for. David said they're releasing the genome mining mechanics and it will be a way for our power users in the community to supply new assets to the, to the market. There will be ways to interact with the mechanic that you can tweak and play around with and discover to optimize the types of brains and aesthetics of brains that you're receiving. Um, once the details are released, the gamification process will be really interesting. Um, very quickly, the team realized that the number of brain supply needed for mass market adoption. For non-crypto native people, the on-ramps need to be highly accessible, and there will be additional mechanics for those kinds of scenarios where you're still providing the supply of the market using ASTO Energy, but make the transaction efficient for non-crypto people. Erin couldn't contain herself and nudge David to leak some alpha. She said, um, what we know isn't um, the only way that ASTO Energy will be used and pointed to AFA as another topic. Uh, David said things like AFA will create a popular following and they'll need more than 10,000 brains alone. Um, they'll need more than the 40,000 all-stars as well. So all-star splicing is gonna be fueled by ASTO Energy as well. They need to supply as many all-stars to the market for all the use cases and AFA isn't the only use case for all-stars. ICE then invited people up to the stage for questions. The first question mentioned the calming presence that David provided regarding the Futureverse announcements and the subsequent reaction that occurred in the fluff chat. They asked in the last week um, if the collab games were all mentioned. Um, we know about Burndown, AFA, Next Legends, and Crypto Walkers. They wanted to know what the different games uh, might be. David said the rollout plan from the beginning was to initially create first-party experiences. So they created AFA along with a number of first-party games with their in-house game design and platform team. And then the next level is to do more involved partnerships around those use cases. Um, a good example is Next Legends in partnership with Non-Fungible Labs, which is a fairly very friendly group of people. The third level is completely third-party use cases where they're just providing help with the open source platform tools and the protocol to third parties that are creating their own experiences. The use cases will fall into those three categories. The first one will be first-party and tighter collaborations while the tools get fine-tuned and released. The follow-up question asked about the all-stars figures and whether those would be generated by a game created by ASM or someone else. David said the other game around All-Stars is going to be released in two phases. They have an internal prototype that they plan to release to the community, but the concept uh, might make a really interesting game in itself. So they've been talking to a third party about developing it as a full game. David pointed to other game engines and platforms um, that create these little demo examples and people take them and run with them. Regarding splicing, as we... Uh, are expecting to do these creative splices between bosses and primes or superheroines, for example, to create unique characters. Is that gonna be a possibility? David said, when you look at the combinations of all-stars, we have a huge pool of uh, variability to draw from using those mechanics. In the early days, they were quoting around a billion combinations. So there's no risk of running out of all-star combinations. You'll be able to play around with the mechanic for splicing. The last follow-up asked about the 1 million brains figures and the scaling plans. Um, will it all be at once or will it be released over time? In other words, will we have time to allocate our ASTO rewards for these things, um, just like we experienced with mining ASTO? David said it depends on what it is. Um, things like intelligence mining will consume ASTO directly. 
Some in-game mechanics will consume Asta while others will consume Asto energy. Uh, the team will be sure to give plenty of advance notice of upcoming floods so that we can prepare Asto energy accordingly. Once the contracts allow the team to talk about those things publicly, they'll continue to give us uh, as much advance warning as possible. Erin said she did know about a particular use um, about holders like this particular caller would be interested in, and she was itching to share the alpha and Isaac wasn't about to stop her. Erin said one of the things that she's very excited about is customizations and upgrades to arenas using Asto Energy. Um, if you wanted to add billboards, for example, or change the billboards or add cameras, um, all are uh, things that arena owners will be able to do. She said that um, would be the case not just for AFA, but for arena owners beyond that. Uh, the next caller had a question about the flexibility to change the ASTO energy generation cycle as things evolve with those timelines and numbers shift up or down. David said the DAO can deploy different cycle mechanics to the protocol. In some use cases, someone might come in and say, I need 100,000 brains for this game tomorrow. And uh, you can't use the current cycle mechanic for that. So a different one would be proposed by the DAO and we get to vote on how the mechanic goes. They aren't locked into this cycle method, and uh, they designed it specifically for AFA to coincide with the release of the game. If they're too rigid, it'll limit um, good use cases of the protocol, so they need to keep it transparent and governed by the community. There isn't a reason it needs to be two-month uh, production cycles. The team just went through the feasibility about making the current cycle shorter, which they'll report back on very soon. The next caller asked about superheroines and arenas. Uh, the team um, we'll need a lot of arenas beyond the 60 that are currently available and wondered if superheroine holders are going to get an arena. David said, yes, there is a superheroine arena, but unlikely that it'll be the same mechanic as bosses. The mechanic around that family is a little more complicated than a one-to-one -one mechanic of bosses. So it's taking a little bit more time to design that. The short answer is they will need a lot more than the 60 arenas as the game grows in popularity and there will be a lot of ways of obtaining arenas than just airdrops. David's early thoughts on arenas and superheroines as one um, of the considered mechanics is group ownership and the rewards around those arenas for families like superheroines. He added a disclaimer that this was just current thinking and not set in stone yet. Arenas are managed by arena owners and you can set up leagues and tournaments. So if you wanted to set up a plunger versus Bomba tournament, you could do that and it would be up to the arena owners. Next question asked, does an all-star need a brain to splice? And he said, no. Do you have any more info on reverse claims for characters? David said, a lot of the development on this has been done uh, already. Uh, they finished it before the genome mining stuff and they need to make sure that um, they time the delivery of it to the market. Um, it'll happen before intelligence mining. Uh, next question is, did the team work with Rarity Sniper on the Rarity score? And they said, yes, a team member did work with Rarity Sniper. The caller followed up and um, um, pointed to all of the ties that we were seeing across the population in terms of Rarity. And David said that they haven't gone super hardcore into Rarity rankings because the utility for these assets goes well beyond um, PFPs, where the only utility is rarity. So they didn't want to put too much emphasis on that because they're not just there to be traded. Aaron noted that it's important that rarity is one component feeding into the all-star claim, but there are other others that you need to look no further than the community to get some insight on.
Lastly, uh, they asked if the 1 million brain forecast is based on an agreement that they had with an entity. David said that uh, 1 million is a conservative effort um, on their side um, regarding how they capture an audience that doesn't know what AFA is, what's the plan there? David said, um, it's one really important part of Futureverse, and that's to nail mass market adoption, to remove the barriers to entry to mass market. Everyone on the call, in the Discord, and on Twitter are considered power users and understand the value of these mechanics and protocols. But we can't expect the hundreds of millions of people using these things to be involved as uh, power users are. So it'll be important to abstract the complexities from them. Uh, most people don't know or realize HTTPS, for example, even though it's an important piece of tech. Uh, the website experience when you go to Amazon is not affected by the fact that the tech exists, and we need to start looking at things that way for Web3. Uh, perhaps we stop using the word NFT altogether and just look at how experience um, that you get from interacting with that tech is that you have an interoperable self-sovereign item that is transferable and immutable um, from a record. And that gives you some functionality that you can take your AFA asset um, that plays the game and goes to play another game um, while giving you a consistent experience. Then you have a tradable asset that you can sell um, if you choose to do so. But they shouldn't need to know how gas works and how blockchain works. Um, they should just use things that are fun to them and not worry about how the tech behind it works. The last question from this particular caller asked about Fluff World and the target audience isn't um, the demographic below the age of 16, for example. So um, does that limit mass market adoption? David said that that was intentional because the average user needs to know all the intricacies of the technology, but a 12-year-old isn't going to run around for contract intricacies. Um, they're going to show off their asset who's good at a particular task. Um, those are the things that they're interested in, and those are the targets that come out of the stuff that the team is building. On the content side, it's really important that they target a particular audience with content. Um, Fluff World is targeted to a mature audience, and there's more than enough audience for that. Um, but they have other content layers for other stuff in the ecosystem, um, and you might not want to mix those communities. They have stuff that will be good for a youth audience, but you might not want to mix that with a professional MMA fighters audience, for example. Ice changed gears and mentioned um, a special item for a subset of the community was um, going to be released. And David said that a collaboration NFT with Fluff World will be available soon. You'll get access to a Fluff scene specific to ASM, and um, that goes to all ASTO Discovery Auction participants. The next caller asked about Project Tempest. David said, immersive storytelling is really cool um, to explore in this space. And one of the things about this project is that it inspires community members to be able to create things based off of it. Um, David's very passionate about telling stories and said it's really cool to see people inspired by what they're building. Uh, he loved what the community members were building and got involved in the evolution of this. And he loved, he loved the project so much that he got involved as an advisor. Uh, the community asked Erin which game she's most excited about, and Erin said that she's excited for the first non-AFA game that can be played in arenas. Erin was lucky enough to be involved in this particular project and is really excited to share that with the community very soon. 
The next caller asked about developing games and the needed skills that go with it. Um, they wanted to know if ASM has been hiring game devs or working with outside companies. And the answer is both. Uh, they have internal game capabilities and also with external studios around some of the use cases. Um, they recognize that they're primarily a protocol and platform company and secondarily a game and content company. And their main focus is growing the protocol of the platform but they have a full team of game devs from design to engineers, uh, technical artists, 3D modelers, scripting concepts, really a full stack of game capabilities. But for larger AAA, uh, massive expansive worlds and the like, they partner with studios. Across the ecosystem, there's a large team uh, with game capabilities and they seek closer relationships with people that are familiar with the space. Aaron added that they're actively recruiting for many roles, um, especially games capabilities. The follow-up question asked if the million brain figure was for AFA only. David said there are a few um, coming up fast, not just AFA. Um, so there's a, so this is a super conservative estimate in David's opinion. He said, bear in mind, brains are interoperable and you don't need one brain per game, but um, the need for more than one team uh, or people that might want brains and reserves, um, if you put all those numbers together, then you get a very conservative estimate of over a million. The caller asked about splicing brains together. Um, if you stake some asto to create the spliced brain and it's not how you want, can you purchase the brain again to get a gen three brain um, the way that you want it? If you get a gen three brain, that's not the way you want. Is there a way to undo it? David said, it's an interesting idea and they might do that with uh, items. Um, what the item is used for in AFA might be different than fluff world. He was thinking about meeting that challenge with an item um, that's one in game and sold on the secondary market. The next caller asked about future games and if we could expect a golf game and a football game coming along the same lines of how the Muhammad Ali game was achieved. In other words, a branded game with a famous footballer, for example. David said he hadn't thought about a golf game, but it's really interesting regarding the football game. He also said um, that it's a very cool thought and one that he will defer from answering for now. The next caller asked how you actually redeem ASTO energy for brains once the production cycle ends. David said there will be an interface on the cortex, which allows you to do that, but it'll also give you the option um, of, for the mechanics of gamification of that activity. If you have no interest, um, you can just go and claim, but they assume that most people will want to play around with those mechanics because it brings the storytelling into the protocol. It'll happen during the epochs and depending on ASTO energy and some other Ethereum blocks, which will um, take some time to appear. The next question asked about all-star splicing and arenas and how those things overlap and how we might evaluate the uh, options that we have. David said, this will be an interesting challenge to navigate. Um, people will want options, but it presents anxiety about how they proceed. So the team remains focused on effective messaging and really good information to allow people to make their own choices that are also informed. Aaron added, in either scenario, it would be um, holders of ASTO energy that will benefit from the adoption and demand that's coming. Um, that will be an absolute, and it guides their thought process for any mechanism that they're working on. Regarding the demos and small use cases, when might we expect to see those? David said they have an idea um, that they can release to the internal testing stuff that doesn't connect the protocol and that hasn't been um, yet linked to intelligence mining for people to play around with. 
David's concern with demos is that the release gets uh, an underwhelming reaction from people thinking that it's the entire thing that they've been building and not just a small thing to play around with. Um, the thought is you need to be a participant in genome mining or something similar to keep the scope contained. Uh, the thing about um, these things as games like AFAR released is that assets have these smooth curated animations and all the components that go into completing the games. Um, the demo becomes much easier and the SDK um, they're creating for AFA and other games to build on top of with other experiences. Um, then the community can do the same and uh, in a Unity environment, for example, um, to assemble a prototype and then perhaps get funding to create a game based off of that. There was a follow-up on all-star claims and timelines. David said uh, they're on the roadmap um, on the transparency board at the moment, and they need to work um, through those before they have release dates. There were calls to get Josh, the lore master, to jump on the stage and describe um, all-star island and AFA moon. The next caller expressed a bit of hesitancy for um, the original buyers um, who own Gen 1 assets and are... Um, wondering what they should be thinking about between the differences of a Gen 1 and a Gen 2 brain. And David said the biggest benefit is splicing, and he thinks that people are under, underestimating how big a part that will take in the ecosystem and how assets are consumed. Um, if you become good at training your brain at specific things, you can create derivatives of that brain for a certain part of the market. If you get your brain to be a really good striker, you can sell pre-trained strikers um, for teams looking to fill the role by using the splicing mechanic. Genesis brains are for power users and provide a way to supply premium assets into the market. And um, it's the only way to do that. A follow-up question asked about staking Genesis brains to get a boost. David said items and boosts are really interesting concepts and they're working um, on that to provide multipliers and special abilities to protocol mechanics. The math um, can get quite complicated, but they're looking for any occasion that they can apply those mechanics wherever they can. The next caller had uh, two questions off the task board. One was related to rebuild baseline AFA models to allow training of a new AFA game version. Um, what were the quirks that needed to be ironed out? David said, R&D in the space is unbelievably interesting, trying to find all the quirks and the things uh, neural networks do under certain conditions is a really fascinating discovery. And when they find, the, um, find those, they need to solve them um, so that we don't experience them in gameplay. That particular one was around a quirk with the entropy of training um, that produced interesting results. Um, that the team dubbed as brain damage. And that happened through training. So troubleshooting and resolving that particular issue was uh, interesting to follow. The follow-up asked about game logic cinematic and when that would be seen. Um, this is referring to a trailer of the game and there's no set date for that quite yet. The next caller asked about potential for the masses of all-stars that would be needed and that um, primes are related to that. In other words, is there any new information about primes? David spoke about the challenges around going through legal considerations to make sure that things aren't considered securities. So designing mechanics can be an exhaustive process when you go through these kinds of things. If you don't, you expose the community to these risks. Um, so they need to take those challenges into consideration. It's not always just engineering or design challenges that are causing delays. It's also legal challenges. Some of the mechanics that they've considered for primes are around those legal considerations. The next caller asked, when thingy alpha? David acknowledged um, this was a, 
uh, a classic AMA question, but reminded that he couldn't answer it. Um, he's going to circle up with the team that's responsible to see what the latest information is. The follow-up asked about brain training and gym time, and David said it will be using ASTO. Next, they asked about onboarding the masses. Um, is it possible the person doesn't know that they're using crypto to buy the asset? David said, essentially, there are two types of users, the power users, like the ones who do the research, get involved, read the white papers, and are familiar with the technologies. And um, they have access to the Genesis assets that have slightly more complex mechanics um, that the rest of the market isn't aware of. The other side are the hundreds of millions of people that don't care about the underlying technology. And we won't see them using terms like NFT or crypto. They'll just be interacting with the abstractions of the technology. David added a note that it provides the opportunity to gamify the onboarding and providing more information to people that are interested via a soft on-ramp. Over time, they become more aware of the things like data privacy and self-sovereignty and the powerful things that you can do with your own wallet. Um, David said some of the partners that they work with are interested and involved in the Web3 community, such as ABG. Others are just asking how to onboard non-crypto native communities and others um, will want to know how to tap into the non-crypto community to create a particular bridge. The next caller asked about the scene leak and the portal that appears. And Aaron said that has to do with Asto Energy and the mining that Professor Jenny Bryan is doing and all of the varying use cases for that. As a follow-up, they asked about the free-to-play gaming world and how the team thinks about that. And David said that there's more um, that lives in the Futureverse white paper, but pointed to um, folks that choose to take ownership of their assets. Uh, they usually get more involved and engage with those particular assets. There are some layered approaches that they can take to mass market adoption that allows them to educate and provide the ability to interact with decentralization. David said that if you've got a project in the space and you're not taking the stance that it's your duty to educate and help toward mass market adoption, then you're simply not going to make it. As a game, um, the question was, how easy is it for someone to play a game like AFA um, versus the deep level of strategy book players? Um, what's the potential for esports within AFA? One thing David can say for sure is that if you set out to build an esports game, you're going to fail. The majority of these games that are um, unpredictable, um, uh, you see a lot of them in esports, and they're created by studios that were um, trying to build an esports platform, and they didn't do what was intended. He said that if you just want to become a casual gamer, um, you, can, you can be one. And if you want to climb the ranks, um, you can work toward that without running out of desire. Okay, that wraps up AMA 18. Have a great week and we'll catch you in the Discord.